What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It's your boy, Brandon Tanguma. Sitting more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. On this day, November 19th, 2021, it's a fantastic day here at Curveballs and Chair Shots. I don't know if I'd say too fantastic for old Dominic. It should be a fantastic day, but unfortunately, he's a little sick. But on the positive note, he got vaccinated. So Dominic is a sad, happy, sick, vaccinated birthday boy. Dominic, how are you doing today? Oh, well, I'm just, I'm hanging in there, bud. Uh, You know, a little under the weather, fever. Just aches and pains, you know, but it's better than being in a hospital bed. How are you doing today, Brandon? Ah, well, you know, I'm doing just fine. Didn't get yelled at, didn't get fired from work yet. Fingers crossed, hopefully. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so what What? Uh, what kind of shot, what kind of jabby jab did you get, Dominic? Because that really makes a difference on the uh, future of our friendship. It's a huge difference. Um, well, I, <clears throat> I got the Johnson 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 yeah I got the J&J one shot one pump jump just one and done don't gotta deal with that shit anymore okay okay you know we with Pfizer gang out here gotta get that booster you know gotta get my my microchips redone we'll talk about that a little bit later actually we'll talk about that unfortunately when we get to the NFL but we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We got baseball, football, wrestling, and so much more. Dominic, I didn't. Affi- I don't think I've actually said this officially, but happy birthday! Happy birthday! How is it being twenty-seven now? Well, You're part of the twenty-seven club. Thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. Um, somebody in our uh, <clears throat> group chat, uh, group chat hasn't uh, said anything yet, and uh, you know, hurts. Thought. Uh, you know, I joke around saying that he hates me because he doesn't, you know, talk to me all that much anymore. But uh, now, it really feels like it. You know, I uh, don't know. I don't know if uh, if, the, if that relationship's gonna last now. But uh, I appreciate you officially wishing me a happy birthday. It means a lot doing it live on air. Yep. You know, not you know, but it's it's okay. And you know, just just gonna, you know, which okay. Hang on, cut cutting the bullshit real quick. Does it mean that nobody likes you if they barely, if, you know, only like four people wish you happy birthday? Does it mean nobody likes me? I don't know. I mean, no, just because like, you know, not, not that I care. Just, you know, but, but, you like, I, but a little bit. I have you know, a little bit. But like one thing I've noticed throughout the years is like I went from like fucking everybody and their mother on Facebook wishing me happy birthday to like now only like four people wish me happy birthday. And I'm like, wow. Well, I mean, that also has to go with just who uses Facebook anymore. Oh, it's because it's meta now. I got to start saying meta. Nah. I oh, mean, okay. Let's see. I'm pretty sure like only my aunt, my aunt, my mom. Wish me a happy birthday. So I got three. So you know what? You're more important than I am, Dominic. Well, no, I'm, I'm, and, I'm and my neighbor. I'm a shout I'm out to uh, Miss Hoteling. I'm just saying it's like, you know, but I also never use Facebook. Yeah, Dominic is active it. on Facebook. I mean, I'm not really super active. I'll post something every once in a while. I mean, I, I tend to just, you know, share like funny Star Wars, me- Star Wars memes or whatever. But like, you know, I had uh, a couple old coworkers and actually they're all old coworkers of mine. 
And then uh, one buddy, you know, a few people texted me. That's about it. But it's like, you know, I have family on my Instagram, Facebook who are active on it. It's like, damn, thanks. Uh, you know, we don't have a huge family and you guys can't even type in a few lousy words. Like, okay, fine. Fuck you guys too. And they all have my phone number. It's like, well, okay. I, I see where, uh, and we got some, can we spill some hops and family drama right now on the podcast? There's no drama. It's just, you know, it's just, it's like, damn, that's, I was, you know, you know, it, it goes both ways. You know, if you ain't going to wish me, I ain't going to wish you motherfucker. I was debating on the Instagram to make a big old, you know, dog and pony show, but I know Parley Dominic wouldn't have liked it all too well, much. I mean, but if you would have done, if you would have picked bad photos of me, yeah, I would have been like, "Fuck you, asshole." Hey, I have you know. beautiful photos of you. I mean, I would have been okay with that. I mean, there's a beautiful photo I have of you in your kitchen drinking out of an In-N-Out cup. It is a beautiful photo. Shout out Jeffrey Boffman. But apparently, I let I show Dominic. He doesn't want to use it as his profile picture. It's a it's a great photo. You should really use it, Dom. Like instead of using whatever fucking homecoming photo from 2011 you have on your Instagram. Oh, my profile picture? Oh no, that's that's not homecoming. That's uh that's fifth grade um, Saint no. Jokums. No, Saint Jokums, the fighting was Saint Jokums. Um no, that photo is from I wanna say that was the little like uh senior cruise. And that was like the getup that I got. It was like a, it came with like a shirt and tie from Macy's because I'm a fancy bitch. Shout out Macy's. Use a hashtag uh, curveballs and chair shots at checkout for 10% off your Macy's checkout. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's senior year, the senior cruise. That's when your boy was on a boat in the bay. Studio audience was there? Yep. She was, uh, I was cuddling her on the poop deck. Ooh. Yes, because it was cold outside. And I did not want to be inside with all the uh, <clears throat> ratchets. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if you're listening to this, who cares if it's a day late, a week late? Wish Dominic a happy birthday. However, you need to, whether it just be on Instagram or the Twitter machine or text him, or maybe you go outside his house and stalk him and knock on his window and say happy birthday that way. Whichever way you see fit, wish Dominic a happy birthday, make him feel loved. But we do actually have some MLB news to talk about. We actually we haven't been locked out yet. That's still a couple of weeks away. But we have some moves slash awards being given out. So we're going to kick it off with some moves. Nothing too, too major yet. We have two pitchers uh, signing with a new team. We got... Eduardo Rodriguez, formerly of the Red Sox. Now he's with the Dominic's Detroit Tigers. Also on the Tigers end of things, it was seen that Carlos Correa was having a little lunch date with AJ Hinch, former Astros manager, now Detroit Tigers manager. Dominic, is there a legitimate shot as the Tigers moving in on Carlos Correa, trying to be the big winner, big move of the offseason? I mean, do you really think Carlos Correa is that? I mean, I'm not trying to take it anything away from him, but do you think assigning him for the Lions is like the move of the century, or is it just a decent move for them? Well, you sign him, he's automatically your best player. And I forget exactly how old he is, but he's not that old. I think he's still late 20s, so he's probably going to get the biggest deal of the year unless he 
take some sort of pay cut so they can sign some other people. But I would assume Correa is going to get the number one deal. And just because you sign him doesn't mean they're going to go to the World Series. But we saw this year that the Tigers were were a surprising 500 team. And so you add Correa, one of the many holes on that team. But I think the pitching staff's good. You still got Miggy over there being a nice veteran leader. I think Adam Correa is definitely a good starting point to try to get back to respectability. I mean, I understand that, and I can see that happening. Um, do I think he wants to go to a team that realistically probably isn't going to be going to the World Series in the next couple of years? I don't know, unless they are going to start building around them, uh, around him, basically. And maybe, you know, they had a few a few upstarts, but, um, I mean... Uh, I, I, and I guess money's always an option too. If they're going to give him a huge bag, I mean, people have done worse decisions for money. So, like that Albert Pujols deal with the Anaheim Angels. Speaking of the Anaheim Angels, or sorry, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, they sign Thor. They get Noah Syndergaard. Um, a lot of hype early in his career. Injuries have kind of tampered that, but the Angels desperately need pitching. They kind of do everything but get new pitching. They get Cindergard. Good first step. I still would say they need more. Uh, Justin Verlander did not sign with them. He re-signed with the Astros. But uh, your thoughts on the Angels? Someone who thought the Angels were going to make a move this year. Up the standings. Did not happen. Do you like this Cindergard to the Angels move? I mean, I, I think it's decent. And, it's you know, it helps them in the long run. But... First, first and foremost, he has to stay healthy. You can't do anything it's, on the it's bench. A one, it's a one-year prove a deal, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, if he does well, I mean, sure, he'll come back. But um, I agree with what you said. They need more than just him. He's not the end-all, be-all solution. Um, they need to help up their pitching. Their offense is there. They have Trout on, and uh, Otani. So, I mean, realistically, you, you got power. You don't need to worry about anything. So, I think it's getting another key pitcher. Maybe it's a, another starter, hopefully, and then just trying to keep everyone healthy because injuries plagued them last year and the year before. So, you know, just stay healthy. Then let's move on to the awards. Nothing too, too much, but we just got a shout-out, give them some love. We got the rookie of the year in the National League. Shout-out, Mr. X. We got Jonathan India of the Reds. I will be honest, do not know too, too much about his season, but it was, it's good enough to win the rookie of the year. It's with Cincinnati and we love Cincinnati. At least I do. I don't know what Dominic's thoughts are on the reds, but I mean, I'm just waiting for Mr. X to send us the chili so we can, you know, choose. Then I'll, then I'll officially come out and say, I love Cincinnati. So however long ago this was, he told us about his chili and I didn't know Cincinnati was really a chili thing until he said us until he told us this. And then dynamite goes to, whatever you know cincinnati and they do a whole spiel about it and he told us to look out for skyline and whatever the other one was and i kept forgetting every time i go to the grocery store but months later i can say unfortunately we don't have any skyline chili here in the bay area at least at the grocery store that i go to uh then american league rookie of the year randy arosa reina doesn't really feel like he's a rookie because of the season postseason he had last year but technically this was his rookie season dominic any thoughts on uh, a rosa reina mean because i know everything about him i'm just gonna you know say good job well something that you definitely know so much about 
that would be the National League Manager of the Year. Gabe Kapler moves over to the Giants, gets him to 107 wins. Dominic, uh, if you want, you can dust off. It's a birthday present. You can dust off your, your Giants hat and circle the wagon. Uh, no, I mean, good for him. I mean, something like that's impressive. And, you know, it, it sucks that they couldn't do anything else besides, uh, you know, being eliminated in the playoffs by the Dodgers. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, good kudos to him. Hopefully next season you can just continue on with the hot streak. Yeah, I think this one was definitely a no-brainer. Gabe Kapler should have won manager of the year. I think in American League, that's where there's a little bit more of a uh, debate on who could have won. But back-to-back, Gabe, or not Gabe Kapler, Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays gets the American League manager of the year. I know they didn't make the playoffs, but I still think the Seattle Mariners manager should have won it. But, I mean, Tampa Bay had a hell of a season, unfortunately, just like the Giants didn't pan out in the the playoffs, but uh, still a good regular season nonetheless. And this is what the awards are. They're technically regular season awards. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, you know, that, that that's the what matters the most. Who gives a fuck about the World Series? We want to win manager of the year and, you know, MVP and, you know, stuff like that. Fuck World Series, right? Yeah. I mean, Bob Melvin out here winning however he won, two or three. Oh, don't say with that. The name. A's and then he just say, leaves yeah. us. <laughs> don't say that name anymore. All right. I wonder who is going to be the next manager. Who knows? Then we get the Cy Young, Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays. Solid year for the Blue Jays. This is a theme. A lot of awards going to teams that didn't actually win their division or make the playoffs. Dom, do you think this is a new trend when it comes to like voting for these type of awards? Because once we get to the uh, MVPs, not a single finalist was on a playoff team. All six of them missed the playoffs. I mean, I don't think it's a trend. I think it, well, eh. I see. I don't consider it a trend. I think it just literally comes down to you could be on a dog shit team, but yet you can be the best pitcher in the game or the best hitter or the best fielder or whatever. So I, I don't really think it's a trend. I think it's just these players again swooped up and, you know, they just get locked into long contracts with shitty teams. So. Then over to the National League, we got Corbin Burns winning the National League. Cy Young over there. Maybe Zach Wheeler of the Phillies could have won. Uh, maybe even Brandon Woodruff could have possibly won. But no, old Burnsy from the Brewers gets the win. Shout out to him. Then move on to the big boys. The NL MVP is Bryce Hopper beating out Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis. Uh, Dominic, you know, I'm the big Bryce Harper fan. I kind of forget where you stand on him, but thoughts on him winning the MVP once again in on a team that didn't make the playoffs. It's well-deserving. The beginning of the year was very, you know, lackluster. He turned it on and he's well-deserving. Personally, don't like him. I think he's a a little bitch, but uh, I'll let it slide because it's your birthday. You can't uh, you you can't deny greatness, Bryce Harper. As long as he doesn't, uh, you know, beat somebody, and he doesn't do drugs, Bryce Harper should be, you know, considered one of the best in the league, which he is. So, can't deny it. Yeah, I think if Tatis didn't get hurt as much as he did, and obviously if the Padres didn't just fall off a cliff at the end of the season, this probably would have been his award. But 
I do agree with this one. I think overall, you know, consistently Bryce Harper did have the, uh, the best season. And then we all knew this was coming unanimous MVP in the American league showtime show. Hey, Oh, Tani. I mean, an absolute stud pitching, hitting. I was fortunate enough that I was able to see him do both this Ooh. year. And honestly, that's probably the highlight of my 2021 baseball season because the A's didn't do shit this year. But I mean, me, me, you know, not dying isn't a highlight. Oh, I mean, in the baseball season, oh. I almost got, I mean, the low light might, might be me almost getting COVID from going to the A's game, but that's neither here nor there. Wow. You're blaming me for that? No, I'm not. Blaming Brian. Oof. Oof. Fighting words. Does Brian listen to this podcast? Uh, probably not anymore. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, Brian. But yeah, no, Shohei, another what like I mean, like you said, everybody knew that was gonna happen. So I mean, there's not much to talk about. I mean, he, you know, he did it all. And in this day and age, that's doing too much. So good for you going above and beyond, Shohei. Good job. I think we talked about this a little bit. What do you see like Shohei's trajectory? Do you see him kind of moving on from the Angels? Do you see if the Angels can kind of stay as a playoff team? Because he did kind of say he wants to be on a winning team. And I mean, they've had Mike Trout for nearly a decade and they've only made the playoffs once. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's more vocal and more willing to kind of, you know, not give a shit about rattling the cage and shit. So I, I think he'll stay for another year or so and he'll probably be vocal like, hey, I think we need to do this. You guys need to do this. And if they don't do anything, he's going to speed up. I'm done. I'm going to go somewhere that will a listen to me and two is playing elite baseball. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to be a winning player. Not, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. MVP is a great uh, accolade, but you know, he wants world series. He wants pennants. He wants a lot of things. And if the Astros aren't going to build around him and trout and or the angels, know, huh? You said Astros. Oh, sorry. If the angels aren't going to build around him and trout and you know, all their other, you know, key little players that I don't know, then he, he I know he's more than willing to, to bounce. All right. That is it for the baseball news. Don't know too much of what's going to be upcoming. Cause I do not think we're going to see too many big time moves in the next couple of weeks. So uh, might be a little while before we talk baseball again, but we do this every single week for the next few months. That's preview the upcoming NFL week. We make our picks, especially one person makes his pick. So let's move on to the week 11 edition of uh, it's uh dominic's picks picks dominic's picks i got a fart yeah boom best one yet so last week uh without dominic a part of dominic's picks uh we had a lot of big time numbers big time spreads on the sheet uh which by the way timeout i want to appreciate that tyler did not uh do my shtick respect respect but still because i did listen to it you motherfuckers thank you thank you see i didn't i didn't bury you too much just a little bookend wait by the way you know could you have done the podcast last week if i asked you no because studio audience was adamant that fridays are for the podcast saturdays are for her okay what, especially what, with my schedule so, going to being off on tuesdays and wednesdays so yeah Ooh, a little shake up maybe we start doing tuesday or wednesday podcasts uh, maybe Maybe we'll see what happens. We'll keep that open uh, because Dominic has a new job, right? No, uh, I declined it. Ooh, why? Because you ain't going to be banking that bag. 
no, I just, you know, I'll talk to you off. I, I okay. don't want to, okay. they're okay. actually very understanding and grateful people. So I'm not going to talk ill of them. Oh, you, you talk deal with nice people. That's nice. So let's get into it. As I said last week, a lot of big spreads uh, this week, we have some closer matchups, but we're going to kick it off with a big one with the Cleveland Browns hosting the Detroit Lions. Lions are getting 12 and a half points after two weeks in a row. The Lions have not lost a football game. They had their bye week followed by a tie. Dominic, the Lions are underdogs by 12 and a half against a Browns team who got their absolute shit rocked by the uh, New England Patriots. Forgot about football, Thursday night football. That show sucked. That game sucked. Patriots good. Are they legit after beating that ass? In Cleveland or against I'm not Cleveland, say they're legit, but I mean, they they they're getting there. Mac Jones is getting his, you know, he's getting to see legs together. So watch out. All right, so Browns at home, twelve and a half against the Lions, coming off of that embarrassing loss. Is this way too many points for the Browns to cover here, or is it still the Lions? I think I'm going with Lions. I'm. I, I mean. Nah, well, no, it is the Lions, though. Hmm. Nick Chubb has been activated off the COVID list, so he will play in this game. I mean, uh, see, I don't know. 12 points. I I don't see that happening. I see the Browns winning, but I think it's going to be it's going to be choppy seas. So I think uh, they're not going to cover that. Does not look like Jared Goff is playing, I believe, Tim Boyle is going to be the starting quarterback, whether that really makes too big of a difference. Who is to say, Um, I mean, 12 and a half at home. I, I'm going to go with the Browns here. I think they're going to try to make a statement. I think this, well, Browns might be not that great, but I do think it was more kind of the Patriots kind of hitting their stride and playing really good defense last week. So I do think the Browns are able to cover this, but I might be kind of a late, late cover. Uh, then we got the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Jacksonville to take on Tony Khan's Jaguars. The 49ers coming off that big, big win uh, Monday night against the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, everyone who listened to me and Tyler and said this was an absolute mortal lock that the Rams would cover. Um, we are sorry. I'm also saying that to myself because I may or may not have, you know, try to toot my own horn and believe my own bullshit and bet a hundred dollars on the Rams. And then they ended up getting their fucking ass kicked. So uh, I'll, I'll take that one. I'll, I'll take that L uh, this one 49ers favored by six and a half on the road against the Jaguars, Dominic. Yeah, the 49ers back. They're back. They're definitely covering and they're going to fucking just shovel just mounds of dirt. They're going to bury Jacksonville. I got to I got to agree. I've kind of been down on the 49ers. I don't know. I still don't know if the Rams are kind of falling off a little bit or if the 49ers did find something there, but uh on the road, six and a half is a little bit too much, but it's a, it's a lot. Let, let let's be honest here. The Niners have a underrated defense. I'm not saying they're the legit, but they have a pretty good defense. Debo Samuels can go off at any second. Kittle is one of the top tight ends in the league. Yeah, Jimmy G is probably not the best quarterback, but he's still damn good. So, I mean, you kind of you got to give the Niners their they're on paper. They're they're a pretty decent team. 
Yeah, I mean, last week was definitely a big time win because if they lose, they're almost you know dead. They're not making doing anything, but big time win last week. And I mean, they only need to win by a touchdown here, and I think the 49ers will be able to do that. Then we got a touchdown spread here in Buffalo. The Bills hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts barely beating the Jacksonville Jaguars in Indy. So now they travel to the Bills, who got a, a big get-right game win against the Jets last week. So the Bills favored by seven at home. Dominic, do you see this one being kind of a closer matchup, or do the Bills run away with it yet again? I'm pretty certain the Bills are going to run away with it. I mean, I don't think they're going to run away and be a blowout like 44-7, to but, I mean, it's going to be a two-touchdown game most likely. Uh, I mean, I think it depends on what the – running game and what Jonathan Taylor can do against that Bills defense. That defense was absolutely locking down Mike White last week. But I do have faith in the Bills. I do like them going forward. Seven is a lot, but it's at home. I don't know what... Hey, Siri, what's the weather like in Buffalo? Live read here. It's currently cloudy and 37 degrees in Buffalo. Probably should ask what the weather's like on 37, but it's cloudy, not snowing yet. But I'll go with Buffalo to get the big time win moving on we get a matchup of some shitty teams but miami did get a big win on thursday nights they're on a little mini by off a little mini by they travel to the meadowlands to take on the new york jets who will be started at quarterback by joe flacco dominic will joe flacco be able to get the win at home or at least cover the three and a half points as the jets are home dogs this week against the dolphins I don't know, because I feel like the Dolphins have the ability to be a good team, but they're just making bad mistakes. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins squeezing it out. Okay, okay. I do like the uh, Dolphins' defense. They've definitely kind of hit their stride these last few weeks, and I, I don't know exactly how much better – Joe Flacco is going to be compared to what Mike White's going to be in this offense. So I, I see the Dolphins being able to, you know, control Joe Flacco, get a win, you know, win by a few points, definitely more than three and a half. Uh, then we move on to a uh, an interesting one, very kind of pick them type of game here. We got a three points. Uh, the Carolina Panthers host the Washington football team. Cam is back. He is going to get the start here at home. Panthers favored by three against the football team who got a big time win against the Buccaneers last week. So the uh, both teams kind of got back on track after a shaky few last weeks. Dominic, uh, this one's kind of a pick 'em. Who do you see comes out on top in this one? It's going to be the uh, football team. The Panthers, especially Christian McCaffrey, ain't going to do jack shit. I got to disagree. I like Christian McCaffrey. Good player. Hot take. I know. But uh, Carolina, I think having Cam back, who knows what he's going to look like throwing the ball. But I think just kind of him in the locker room really boosts the morale. And I mean, Washington, their defense did kind of come around a little bit, but losing uh, Chase Young to the year with an ACL injury is absolutely massive. And I think the Panthers are going to be able to get back on track. I'm not saying they're going to make a run for the playoffs by any means, but uh, Washington has been up and down. They're not at home, Washington, that is. So that's going to hurt them on the road. I got the Panthers 
getting the win. And I'd say they cover. I think they win by, you know, maybe four, four or five points. Um, then we get the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. The Bears are six point dogs in this one. Bears coming off a bye, Baltimore coming off a little mini bye with the uh, Thursday night loss. Dominic, do you see this as a trap game possibly for those Ravens and the Bears pulling off the upset coming off of the bye? I mean, I, I love myself a good old trap game because you think going in like, oh, this is a lock, and then your team fucking crumbles. So I'm going to go with them Bears beating Baltimore. I, I mean, I don't really like agreeing with you too, too much. But I do like the Bears at home against the Ravens. Six points is a lot. Um, fuck it. I'm going to agree with Dominic. I'm going to take the Bears money line. We're just going all in. We're saying the Bears are going to beat the Ravens at home on Sunday. Not a lock, but I do like that uh, as a kind of more long shot type of bet. Then we get the New Orleans Saints traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Saints. Once again, more of a pick'em type matchup. Alvin Kamara is out yet again, so uh, Mark Ingram will get the start in this one. Trevor Simeon still the starting quarterback for the Saints. Eagles get a good win last week against the Broncos. Um, Are the Eagles kind of trended in the right direction while the Saints might be going in the wrong direction? I mean... I don't really want to say that they're going in the wrong direction, but I, like you said, it's a pick them game. I think I'm going to go with my gut and my gut is going to tell me that the saints will win this football match up this weekend. Trevor Simeon will, you know, he'll, he'll put on a good show. I kind of see the Eagles very similarly to the bears to where I feel like they can play better. They're real hot and cold type team. They can play really well. They could, you know, beat the Broncos, stay in contention with the Chargers, but then they'll shit the bed against the Raiders and be terrible and, you know, do all these other types of things. But being at home does help them. The Saints, I mean, they kept it really close. They almost took it to overtime with the Titans. So even without Alvin Kamara, they were able to, you know, get it done. A little bit of a homer pick, I know, but um, I'm going with the Saints to win outright in this one. Over under set of 42 and a half. I mean, that's one of the lower totals here on the uh, on the slate. I mean, I think I would take the over. It's very low total, so I think I'd just be a little excited. How do you see this game playing out? Kind of a a blowout, kind of a shootout. What do you how do you kind of see the the total point total ending up on this one? It's gonna be about uh, 35 to 10. Okay, so we're hammering the over. Hell fucking yeah. Then we got a battle of two teams who are definitely going in opposite directions as we get an AFC South matchup with the Houston Texans traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans, one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the NFL, favored by 10 points against the Texans. Dominic, can the Titans cover or do the Texans pull it out their ass? They're going to cover. I think this is a game that uh, they will win, but, you know, it's not going to be a blowout. So I mean, they're, they're going to cover, though. They're going to definitely cover. Okay. okay. And ju- just for your information, 
I'm starting to feel fucking terrible again. So uh, maybe not going to be too th- enthusiastic through the rest of the podcast. So it's just it comes in waves. Yeah, it's like, like I'm taking some more Tylenol right now because my fucking head's starting to pound again. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Anyways, going back to the Titans, Texans. I'm going with the Titans. They're at home. They're going to just fucking walk all over the the, uh, Texans. Boom. It's going to be Bills and uh, whatchamacallit, Jets from last week. Lock it in. Titans are going to cover the 10 points. Lock of the night. You heard it here first, folks. Then we got another divisional matchup between the Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings, taking place indoors at U.S. Bank Stadium. I believe, I forget what the initial spread was on this. I think the the Packers were favored by two and a half. Now the Lions moved down to where the Packers. Lions? Sorry, the Packers. Sorry, I, I, you know, I have a pounded headache right now, Dominic. The Vikings? The Lions? Bears? Oh, my. Penis? Okay, let's uh, rewind it. <clears throat> we have another NFC North matchup, another divisional matchup between the Green Bay Packers traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Initially, the Packers were two and a half point favorites. Now the line has moved down to the Packers being a one point favorite. Dominic, um, what do you see? Is there a reason why you think the line is kind of moving towards the Vikings? Is it just a lot of money going that way? What do you I think the Vikings are just a way better team, eh? Yeah. No, Green Bay is going to shit on them. But Green Bay also has some flaws. I'm not saying it's a clear-cut victory, but I think it's going to be a very close game. Hard to call. But you got to call. It's called Dominic's picks, not Then Dominic. I'll go with the Vikings. Okay, then I will go with the Packers. Yes, Aaron Rodgers dealing with the toe injury. He was dealing with that last week as well. Yeah, he didn't look all that great, but... Uh, Coming down to it, this is a straight up, you know, pick them game at at one point. Unless it's a tie. I mean, we had a tie last week. We could get another one this week. But I will go with the Packers to uh, get the win and to obviously cover as well. Then maybe the curveballs and chair shots match of the week. We have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Sin City to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Mr. X's Bengals take on our Raiders, Dominic. And Mr. X's Bengals are favored by one. So another pick em type game. Uh, both teams I have not been playing all that well. The uh, Raiders just got absolutely fucking slapped, dicked around by the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bengals, what did the Bengals do last week? They were... On a bye last week, as I thought, but I did so not they want got to their dick slapped by them on by themselves. But they did lose to the Jets and to the Browns before that, so uh, they have not been doing so hot Just lately. So in Mr. X's face, so I don't a, a must needed by by the Bengals. Well, bye bye bye. You bye. already know. You already know who's gonna who I'm gonna pick because the Raiders are. You know, they're they're this is their get right game. Deshaun Jackson's finally gonna fucking go crazy. Car is he gonna actually catch the ball and run up field instead of fucking doing a woolly burl and dropping it and giving it to the defense? Hopefully. Hmm. But I'm picking the Raiders. 
Well, Mr. X, I'll stand up for you. I will say the Bengals get the win. I have not liked what I've I mean, I haven't liked what I've seen from both teams, but uh, that was not a good showing by the Raiders Sunday night. They lost to the the Giants. I mean, kind of both teams have lost, you know, a game they probably could have, should have lost, and they also lost to a shitty New York team. So um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, totals 50 points. I'm taking the over on that. I think they're going to be a high scoring affair, whether it be the Bengals lighting it up, running away with it, and, you know, the Raiders kind of keep up a little bit by scoring like 14 points. But I'm going with the Bengals to get the win on the road, off a bye, and the Raiders just continue to uh, do Raider things and just crater. Then the Arizona Cardinals, we got a battle of the birds, Dom, and I can't wait for this one. The Cardinals take on the Seahawks in Seattle. It uh, No, whatchamacallit, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, still a questionable uh, game time decision. Uh, they do have a bye week next week, so maybe they're looking at to give him even more rest by taking him off this one. Uh, Russell Wilson did not look very good last week. No Chris Carson for the remainder of the season. Um, the Cardinals are currently favored at one and a half points. Obviously, I think if the news about Kyler Murray gets out, the line will move somewhat. So it's kind of hard to really base on who to pick here in terms of spreads. But Dominic, what do you see? in this one battle of the birds nfc west edition i mean i think i'll go with uh with them seahawks i just feel like they uh wilson metcalf lock you know collins their offense when they match it up against arizona it's just isn't isn't the same without kyle kylo murray and hopkins okay Seahawks defense, I think, did step up a little bit. I don't know if that was good Seahawks or bad Aaron Rodgers last week, but I'll go with the Seahawks to get the win at home. Then the marquee, whatever you want to call it, regular afternoon game of the week, the Dallas Cowboys traveled to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams coming off big blowout wins. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half points. Dominic, are the Chiefs back or did they just take advantage of a shitty Raiders team? I think they definitely took advantage of a shitty Raiders team. And I really want the Cowboys to beat the fuck out of the Chiefs. So we're both hammering down on the Cowboys this week, right? Yes, sir. This is the curveballs and chair shots lock of the week. Cowboys going to go in there. Yes, sir. We like their defense. I got to, you know, Trayvon Diggs, we're saying it. Put down the prop bet. Diggs is getting another interception. We did it last time. We're going to do it again. Okay. So hammer that down. So take the Cowboys money line. I'll Venmo you the money and you can make my bet. So we're taking the Cowboys money line and we're parlaying that with a Trayvon Diggs interception, okay? Take it to the house. We're sinking the books, all right? There you go. Moving on to the Sunday night game, we get the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the L.A. Chargers. Steelers coming off their tie. Chargers coming off a close loss to the Vikings. Chargers getting a big old five and a half at home. So, uh, I we, well, we don't exactly know what's going on with uh, Big Ben, he was put on the COVID-19 list very early on, and we don't exactly know what he's going to do, but the Chargers are favored by five and a half. Do you see that being the case, or do the Steelers make it close and or win this one? 
I think the Steelers are actually going to surprise some people and make it close and or win. I think, uh, you know, their defense is hit and miss, their offense is hit and miss, but I think on this day, I can see clearly, and everything has come to life, and the Steelers are going to win this game. I'm going with the Chargers, and I'll take the five and a half as well. The Steelers' defense is kind of banged up, and the Steelers' defense, really what their their money maker is, is that front seven. And so, you know, the secondary can be had, and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I think they're going to have a field day. Austin Eckler, not Austin Allen, Austin Eckler. He should uh, have a decent game as well, but uh, I will be taking the Chargers and the five and a half points. Then we get these uh, Monday night matchup. The New York football giants traveled to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. And we got a little COVID controversy with uh, old Antonio Brown. Cause you know, we couldn't just go the entire season without some Antonio Brown news, Dominic. Apparently his uh, chef in-house chef has alleged that Antonio Brown faked his vaccination vaccination card. Any uh, thoughts on this news? Very preliminary. Buccaneers have said they've did their own research and they haven't found anything to the contrary. But the chef is still saying he has evidence. This is a, a little sticky situation here. You know, no one should ever fake getting vaccinated because you know you just do it and you feel great afterwards. Yeah, there's no side effects. I mean, that's if you take the Pfizer one or the Moderna one. If you get Johnson Johnson, you might grow a third leg. Which maybe I mean, Donna, maybe Donna wants to grow de- a third it leg. It is definitely growing. I can tell you that. Oof. Begin uh, Antonio Brown going to federal prison for 10 years? I hope so. He's a piece of shit. Could have played with the Raiders. Could have done a lot of things with the Raiders. But no, he's a piece of shit. So yeah, go to prison. Fucking rapist. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay. They are favored by 10 and a half. Do the Giants keep it close and or win this one, Dominic? 10 and a half spread on Monday Hell night. fucking no. Well, I should take that back. Maybe they keep it close because, you know, Tampa Bay did lose to Washington. So they suck lately. So what are we doing here? Are we, are we riding the Giants at plus 10 and a half? I'm not riding the Giants. I think I just... I'm going with Tampa Bay to win, but, you know, they're not going to cover. Which means we'd be riding the Giants at 10 and a half, Dominic. I don't know fucking I mean, Dominic, sports betting. You, Dominic, you have been so good this, Pat, this whole segment. I thought you finally were getting it, and then you just crumbled at the end. I'm just, gonna, I just don't feel good. It's okay. Just, we're just, we're just going to call it, we're going to call it, you know, vaccine brain. I'm just trying so hard, you know. Yeah, we appreciate you, Dominic. We appreciate you trying so hard. But yes, we're hammering down New York Giants plus 10 and a half against the Buccaneers. Now we got some uh, Thanksgiving games. I guess we, eh, I, don't know if we eh. pre- I don't know if we should preview that. We got the Bears and Lions. That's Ugh. fun. Raiders and Cowboys. Ugh. And then the uh, Sunday or Thursday night game, the Bills and the Saints. Woo. So, uh, I mean, usually the Lions game isn't all that sexy. Bears. Well, let's see what the Bears do this week, but uh, definitely those last two games are very intriguing for uh, us, especially me. You know, my teams get to play on Thanksgiving. Love to see it. All right, that is it for Dominic's picks. Let's move on over to the mailbag, otherwise known as. It's time for Mr. X's questions. Mr. X's questions. 
Mr. X's hey, friends. questions of the week. Bum, bum. All right, let's kick it off with the and friends portion. Uh, shout out Johnny Roca, new frequent visitor or question asking askerer of the podcast. So uh, this one might have to do a little bit of research or you might want to pull some, some things up here, Dominic. Uh, question. If you were to create this year's NFL schedule, who would you be? Who would be the two marquee matchups for Thanksgiving Day? So, obviously, I don't know. Wait, is the question if I could pick two matchups? Or am yes. I picking between the three games? So, the question is who would be the two marquee matchups for Thanksgiving Day? So, how about this? So obviously the, the last one is always two random teams. I mean, the do we really care about the Lions? No. So we're just going to go with who would you want the Cowboys to play and who would you want to see face off in the Thanksgiving night game? I mean, I guess, I guess Cowboys and Raiders, I mean, it's always been a uh, long history of, uh, you know, rivalry between the Raiders and Cowboys. So, I mean, I guess that's fine. There's, there's a longer, there's a long history of the Raiders and Cowboys. Yeah, because there's so many Cowboys fans out there and so many Raiders fans out there. I was almost going to go the opposite way and go, you know, Cowboys and Niners because they have a long history together. But are the Niners playing? Not this done against the Cowboys. Oh, I say, see, this is this is the this is the the vaccine brain. I thought I had to pick between. No, no. who would you want out of any team in the league except the Lions because they're gonna have their own shitty matchup that we're not gonna talk about it. Who would you want to see the Cowboys play this week on oh. Thanksgiving Day? Uh, yeah, I mean Niners, of course. Um, Green Bay for me. I always like the Green Bay Dallas matchups. Um, So I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. Fucking pulling it out of my head, pulling it out of my butthole. We're gonna go with uh the Saints. Okay. I was gonna go with maybe the LA teams, you know, maybe the Chargers or the Rams. I'd like to see what uh, they can. I mean, I would want to see the Rams with Robert Woods, but I would also say the Chiefs, but we're gonna get that this week. So I guess I wouldn't say that. So then a dream matchup that we want to see. And the Thursday night to cap off the night after you eat till your face falls off and then you prepare to possibly do some Black Friday shopping. Who would you like to see in the Thursday night main event? Ooh, God damn it. How about a rematch from the Super Bowl? Whatever. How about we go Seattle and New England? I'd be okay with that. Okay, okay. I would like to see a possible Super Bowl preview. We'll go with the Bills and the Cardinals. Obviously, we would want Kyler Murray to be healthy, DeAndre Hopkins to be healthy, but I'll go Bills and Arizona to cap it off. And then his second question, we have the rare NHL question, Dominic, but don't worry, don't worry. And his second question is, in your opinion, who has the five best looking uniforms in the NHL? So oh, God. Uh, Johnny Roca, unfortunately, as you would know, we are not the biggest hockey fans in the world, but I did pull up 
kind of a pitcher to kind of get. We're, we're going to go with the Sharks because we're homers. They're the going to go ones. with the black ones. Exactly. Sharks. We're going to go with the, Pelic- the, the Pelicans. No, the Penguins. Okay. Rangers. Coyotes. No. And the throwback Mighty Ducks, Ducks jerseys, because, you know, shout out Mr. X. Well, I'll take Mighty Ducks. There you go. There's my five. There we go. So I'm going to go Black Sharks, Mighty Ducks, Ducks. I do like the Penguins. Um, I like just clean, simple Toronto ma- Maple Leaves. The uh, eh, I was going to say the Red Wings, but we already got the old school with the uh, the Maple Leaves. I do like the New England or New England, the New York Islanders. I like their jerseys and galaxy. Uh, that'd be hockey. That's hockey. My boy. Um, yeah. We're talking hockey. My boy. That's uh, soccer. My soccer. Boy. Dumb fucking. Sorry. Sorry. Vac- vac- vaccine brain. Vaccine brain. And well, I only have one type of Jersey, but I'll go with the flames. Cause I kind of like the red, black and yellow kind of color combination. So there you go. Actually. Yeah. I'll go with the flames. Oh, <sighs> Yeah. Anything you know, else? Since for Mr. Well, okay. random, random question. No, no more question for Johnny Rook. But I have a question okay. for you, Dominic. You know, I was looking at uh, Barracuda tickets, but because it's in San Jose, you have to get vaccinated. But now that you are vaccinated, does that mean we're going to make our illustrious return back to Barracuda games for I one dollar beers and one dollar hot dogs? Get absolutely have, fucking shit face. It would have to be like a Tuesday night because your boy's not going to get shit faced. On a Saturday, and they have to go to work Sunday. So, yeah, we, just, we can't play. We can't play video games anymore. <laughs> I have to do it on a Tuesday. I'll have, the, I'll have the occasional contractual weekend off, but you know. Okay. Okay. We'll talk off. Talk off the air. Anyways, what does Mister X have in store for us? <sighs> Mister X, if I don't do you justice, I apologize. Like I said earlier, I just starting to feel shitty, so I apologize if I. Don't do your questions justice, but he starts off with wishing us a early happy Thanksgiving. So thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. Sorry, I was Congratulations looking, I was to looking at more, a uh, more hockey jerseys. Okay. Just shut the fuck up. Let me read the questions. Congratulations to Jonathan India on being the first red in 22 years to be named rookie of the year. I hope this is a good sign of things to come for his career. Do you think that India will become the next stalwart player like Joey Votto has been for the Reds if they can keep him there? Well, as I said earlier, Mr. X, I will be honest, not too familiar with what he was doing over there. In How Oaks. about you stop looking up hockey jerseys and look up his stats? Well, maybe shit. I was going to fucking do that, okay? I'm sorry, John, Brandon. John, vaccine brain, sorry. Jonathan India. Oh, there we go. All right. I mean, luscious hair on the kid. I mean, he got some major league lettuce, rookie of the year lettuce. Now, it's no Brandon Crawford, but he's getting there. The kid's got a future. So uh, what did he do? Let's see. He uh, batted 269. Nice. He had a uh, a war of 3.3, uh, 21 dingers, <clears throat> 69 RBI. Very nice. So uh, this this kid has a very nice stat line, Dominic, I will say. How old is he? So, can I call him, call him a kid, right? Is he 69? I uh, know he's number six. Ugh. He is 24. 
His birthday's coming up, December fifteenth. Happy, happy early birthday, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. No one gives a shit unless your birthday's on November nineteenth. Anyways, the NBA season has been underway for a little while now. Which teams do you think are on the right track right now towards the postseason? And which of these teams will make it to the finals? Well, we already I fucking mean, know who's making it to the finals, baby. Come on. Let's like, is it even, a, is this a serious question? Come on. I mean, the fucking B team just beat the Pistons today. I mean, Jordan Poole has proven that he is going to be worth something when he becomes a free agent. Uh, Clay is going to come return probably January. So he's let's be, just we talking about he's going to be in December. He's already got cleared for full contact practice. Yeah, but I mean, come on, you really want him to? to I, I would give him till January. You know, get some practices and maybe send him down to Santa Cruz. Make sure he's good to play play, and then when he comes in, he goes a hey, clay seventy seven. Just pray to God you know you don't get to game six. Thanks, but you already know the Warriors going to go to the postseason. The Nets. We'll go to the postseason. Boston will go to the postseason. You know, I mean, come on, it's it's the t- it's the same old, same old with the postseason. Who's going to the finals, though? I'm, you know, it's super early to say, but I will ride with my Warriors. And coming out of the East, I will go with, uh, 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 uh you know, what? I'm gonna go with a shocker. I'm gonna go with the horrible. I'm gonna go with the Bulls. That was, wrong, that was the wrong answer. I'm just trying to be different. Well, we all know we're going to get my dream finals. We're going to get the Warriors out the West. We're getting the Heat out the East. The Heat currently only a half game back of the Nets. The Warriors absolutely mollywopped the Bulls, mollywopped the Nets. They haven't been able to face the Heat yet. And they're going to mollywop the fuck out of the Heat because the Heat are trash. No, 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 no. They're on a four-game winning streak. They're fucking right? trash, too, for fucking liking the Heat. You know what? I don't fucking like your tone, Dominic. Okay. I'm just, I just want to get this podcast over with. I want to go to sleep already so bad. <laughs> Bucks are uh, eight and eight right now, Dominic. Are the Bucks dead? Are they I was going to say the Bucks, but I'm like, fuck, no, they're not really playing very well. I was going to go with, with the Nets, but the Nets are going to choke like they always do. Um, get the Bucks and Hawks down there, miss the playoffs right now. Two Eastern Conference Finals teams. Not doing so great gonna go with the magic got the calves sneaking in as the eight seating and make it all the by way. the way r.i.p to uh was it called colin sexton season engine season ending knee surgery I hate to see it oh that he actually died no just his uh, knee died okay his knee blew up all right look nhl questions great god damn it in the NHL. That's national. It's Mister X's NHL update. Okay, show some respect. Sorry, that that that's your jingle for him. Mister X's NHL update. Bum bum. Okay. Okay. Both Carolina and Florida remain atop their respective divisions in the Eastern Conference. The defending champion Lightning appear to be catching up after a slow start at the beginning of the season. In the West, Minnesota and Edmonton are each. Wait. Or hang on. I'm fucking tired. Edmonton are each holding strong in first place in the Central and Pacific Divisions. The Golden Knights, much like Tampa in the East, seem to be waking up and moving up in the ranks. That My Anaheim Ducks went on an eight-game win streak to move into third place. Ducks captain Ryan just scored his 1,000th 
point, and the team reached 1,000 franchise wins during their streak. You know, Mr. X, if you and Johnny Roca want to be a part of this Curveballs and Share Shots family, which you guys already are, and have a NHL podcast, you guys are more than welcome to. You know, they can me just, and Dominic you know, are not going to touch that. You know, they can just, you know, maybe like uh, every other week or maybe once a month, just give us a, you know, a good rundown on uh, hockey. No? Audio-wise, not electronic email, because electronic mail, because Mr. X does a great job of doing that. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes. So going on to some wrestling and, you know, we're going to cover it. And, you know, I wasn't asking you this before the podcast, but I forgot to do it. But we'll, we'll cover this real quick and then ask you a question. I don't know what else to say about these releases. Hit Row, Tegan Knox, John Morrison. I feel like if I hear the words of budget cuts one more time, I'm going to punch something. If you're going to punch something, punch Brandon. And I know some say it's just business. But if you lose your job after you put all this time and effort in, it's going to feel personal whether it is or not. Does WWE even care about the in-ring aspect anymore, or do they care about branding at this point? I remember reading an article a while back saying that WWE wants to become the next Disney as far as marketing and product placement goes. So with that in mind, uh, Brandon, I am going to ask this question, and you can say yes or no. I don't really care. Should If we boycott WWE to, put a, put, to stand up, for the little man like John Morrison, Tegan Knox, Hit Row, BFAB, all them motherfuckers, we put our foot down and boycott WWE and to show them that we're not going to stand for these stupid fucking releases anymore. If you're going to release somebody, release like fucking Vince McMahon. We boycott WWE. I mean, I guess we already kind of boycott WWE because we don't talk about them at all. We don't talk about their shows. Yeah, we don't go to their shows anymore either, right? Nope. Haven't been yeah. to a show since the pandemic. Yeah, so take that. You ain't taking my money no more. Yeah, except for when we preview Survivor Series at the end of the show. But that's neither neither here nor there. Exactly. Okay. Uh, do you want to touch anything? I mean, I am devastated. Tegan Knox is gone. I was absolutely in love with her. I thought her she she just delivered her, her, her wrestling character, her yes. her skill. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I don't want to make it sound like I'm drooling over her but no i actually i really did like Tegan Knox a lot i thought she could do a lot she is that lovable um you know crazy lady not crazy like crazy like nikki cross crazy but crazy like you know she can dive through the fucking ring and you know just do crazy shit so i'm actually disappointed she's gone same with morrison morrison could do a lot they're not they never gave him the time of day um you know just uh and hit row being called up and then released, it's just makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you with the Tegan Knox thing. It just sucks that she always she never really got a shot in NXT because she was always hurt. And she gets called up with Shotzi. Shotzi looks like she's gonna get her shot, but I mean Tegan, I think she's so talented and I, I don't think she's gonna have an issue finding a new job. And if I'm AW, I know you know it's an easy thing to do, but I think out of everyone on this list, I'm going after Tegan Knox or whatever her new whatever her real name is, but uh, I think she is definitely a talent to go out and I don't care if she has a, a long injury history, but yeah, I like her too. Uh, yeah. You said the hit row stuff is stupid. I was never like the biggest, biggest fan of them. I liked them more in NXT than what they were kind of doing in, on the main roster, but the fact that they get called up and then you take out BFAB and then you take out the guys later, it just no, absolutely no sense, but swerve. I love uh, swerve Scott, Shane Strickland, 
I think he's just uber talented and he showcased some of that in NXT. And um, I think he's not going to have an issue finding a job once one way or another. I mean, AW kind of struggling to really push black talent. They got Jay lethal. I think Swerve is another guy that they could look at uh, Adonis. I don't know too, too much about him. Top dollar. Eh. I mean, kind of more of a personality than an in-ring wrestler. Morrison, him and uh, Ty Valk are going to do good work, whether it's in Mexico and, uh, you know, impact or whatever. Drake Maverick, shout out. Love the video he posted. He's probably going to do something EC3 and Braun Strowman. Uh, Shane Thorne and Jackson Riker. I mean, Thorne's probably going to do something somewhere else. And I don't know what Riker's going to do because I think he was, well, I guess he was a part of impact. So maybe he goes back there. May be penultimate question here. What do you think of these conspiracy theories that WWE is releasing all the talent so that AEW will sign them and bloat the roster to the point where it will bring them down? I haven't even heard about this. So, uh, you know, have you heard about this, that they're bloating their lineup or roster? Have you heard about that? I have not heard this conspiracy theory, but I think I did see something to where since the pandemic, when they like first did those first cuts, they've cut like 80 people. So you could start a full-blown kind of like mid-level indie company with all the people they've released and i mean yeah it's just it's crazy and i mean i don't believe that but we are starting it will be interesting to see eventually AEW has to start getting rid of talent and yeah some people go and yada 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 i mean what the only person that's really happened to would be Kylie Ray, but that was more of just a you know mental thing and her just kind of walking away from the business. So I did see something that Kira Hogan is kind of frustrated with AEW, but yeah, I don't it but AEW is such a young company that they kind of get the the benefit of the doubt most of the time. Gets the pass. Yeah, but uh it will be interesting to see where all these people land. It will, it will. But the last question, and you know, it's you know, use use whatever you want. Any any answer is the right answer. Who will be the first multi multi champion in a a w w w w? Who will be the first multi champion a w? So does this span any championship? It doesn't have to be just the top men's title. I'm just gonna say, who do you think who will be? It could be a man, woman. Tag team, singles, whatever. Who will be the first multi-champion? Multi-champion, whatever. Yeah. I would say the Young Bucks. I think we can see the Young Bucks being tag team champions fairly soon. Maybe even FTR. I mean, they're back in a feud with the uh, the Lucha Bros. So, I mean, right now I would say FTR just because they could. But I think if I have to put like actual money down, I probably would say the Young Bucks. If we're going to go like singles-wise... Um, eh, Jericho probably not going to hold the title again. Kenny maybe, but it's going to be a little while. Nyla Rose, I think Nyla Rose is probably someone who could could maybe you know take the title off of somebody. But yeah, so I probably go Young Bucks and or Nyla Rose. I will go with. It's either going to be Cody. Because, you know, he was a TNT champion. You know, maybe he'll get a tag title. You know, uh, maybe, he, maybe uh, you know, some way he's going to become world champion somehow, some way. So it doesn't really fucking matter. So I think I'm going to go with Cody. Or 
who's the who's the who's the 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 female before Britt Baker that won the title? Was oh, that's uh, not Koshida? That is Shida Hakaru Shida Hakaru Shida. I think it might be her. She did get eliminated from the TBS title. So for counting the TBS title, Nyla Rose technically could win that, but I don't see she's. I don't think she's going to do that, but. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is fun that we have such a young company that we can like go back in time and they're not hotshotting all these angles that we can remember pretty much every single champion they ever had, which is fun because I can barely remember who was WWE champion like six months ago or two years ago. Well, if you want to be like Mr. X, Mr. Roca, and all the other uh, people who have ever written, written a question, you know, by the way, haven't heard from our uh, number one fan. So, I mean... Hate to see it, but uh, if you want to be like them, curveballncs at gmail.com, Twitter, curveballncs, Instagram, curveballscs. Just to, uh, you know, drop, 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 drop a question. Do it, do it, do it. Look at that little extra jingle for that ass. But yes, all the links and clicky things will be in the description of the podcast. It will take you all to one uh, little place. So let's get on into it. We got AEW. Uh, they had full gear this past Saturday. If you want to listen to my full thoughts, you can listen to the other podcast if you want. But uh, Dominic, you were could have came over to my house to watch it. Thank God you didn't because the Bleach Report app was being a fucking idiot. And so the entire time I had to watch on my laptop. But um, any thoughts? You didn't see it, but any kind of things you've seen or any opinions you have on the show itself? One thing I really got to say is I feel like we everybody knew Hangman was going to win, and when he won, yeah, everybody cheered, but it didn't really feel as deserving, I guess, maybe. Not deserving. It's, that's not the word I'm looking for. I'm looking for, like, you know, people were like, yay, he's champion, but like it, because it wasn't the right moment anymore, it wasn't as special, maybe. But that's the only thing I really got to take away from it. I think everything else that I saw highlights of and read online and stuff like that, I, you know, it was fairly decent. Probably a good show if I could have got to watch it. Could have, but uh, you didn't. I think, I mean, I thought the show was fantastic. It's an AEW pay-per-view show. It's going to be a fantastic show nonetheless. Uh, going back to your Hangman thing, I do agree. It's, I think, I forget if it was an uh, email question or uh, Brian or Philip talked about it, but they kind of, you know, put it in between like Stone Cold and Lex Luger. And I think kind of there's so many different aspects that kind of surround the hangman win is why it didn't kind of culminate as maybe some people thought. Yes, I think if they did it all out, it would have been a much hotter reaction because it was like super hot during that time in the summer. Also, the show was super long. It was like over four or five hours if you count the pre-show for people who's there. So if you kind of cut some time off, the crowd have been a lot more fresh. And yeah, so I, I mean, the match itself was, I thought it was a good match. It definitely was not a five and a quarter, five and a half, or whatever the fuck Meltzer put. It was not that great of a match, but um, yeah. And honestly, Paige doesn't need to be like the next generational stone cold Bruno San Martino type champion. He's just the top baby face champion right now. He doesn't need to be that. I mean, they have such a deep lineup that it's more of an ensemble type cast than it is a you know one guy that's drawing everybody but it's not like wwe where the brand is why you come it's the ensemble cast you know what i'm saying yeah do they mean i mean i do i mean it's uh it's hard in my opinion for aw to really crown 
champions because it seems like every other month there's a debut. You know, honestly, you already know Daniel Bryan's going to become champion. Or, sorry, Bryan Danielson, CM Punk is going to become a champion. Um, and I think it is hard because they don't make the championships like a super focal point and like really this thing people are going after. I think they've done a good job with the tag titles, especially with like FTR, the way they treat it, but like the AEW title, kind of the women's title, but usually it's not like, you know, this big crowning achievement. It is hard because it's such a young company, but it doesn't feel like a big deal when someone wins it yet. And that's, that, that's the point I'm trying to get at is it's very like, not special, not sentimental, but like, it's not, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess it's not as special as you think it is. I will say match of the night for me would be the CM Punk, Eddie Kingston match, Dominic. If you were to come over for like Survivor Series or just, you know, just trying to spend time with me, I would say if I were to put on a match, I would want to show you that because that was a fun, fun time. And it was the shortest match of the show. All right, moving on to AEW Dynamite. They start off the show with the elite all in a, I don't know, stairwell or something in the arena. Uh, Kenny, very somber, soft-spoken, saying he hasn't uh, watched the match back. He's saying he has to take some time off, so he hopes that you can hold the fort down while he's gone. Uh, Adam Page says, sure, I got you, buddy. Adam Cole. Whatever. Shut the... See, this is why they should all just have one name. See, Vince is right. If it was just Cole and Page, but then you'd have Ethan. Very confusing. But anyways... Cole said, I got your brother. He said, bitch, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the Bucks. So planting a little seed of dissension. Maybe Kenny turning face. I don't know. But a very interesting little thing while Kenny goes off, has shoulder surgery and whatever else has, because apparently he's like crippled at this point. Damn, crippled. And he's still putting on great matches. You should take note, WWE. That That's a fighting champion right there. There we go. Any thoughts on the uh, the promo? No, 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 the promo. I mean, I like how he actually broke character for a second and actually legitimately gave Hangman the kudos. Um, I don't know if I really want to see a Kenny Adam Cole thing just because, like, I felt like now they're going to start trying to, you know, like this is the first step to of a Bullet Club remake, basically, when, you know, Adam Cole was there and then Kenny Omega came in to go over. You know what I mean? Like it, it just feels like it's, they're just trying to, you know, repeat the past. Technically that was, well, I guess, uh, but Adam Cole did get kicked out of the bullet club by Kenny and got, I don't think Marty Skrull's coming back anytime soon, but um, it will be interesting to see because I think Kenny will be gone for quite a while with the shoulder surgery. Maybe he comes back before double or nothing. But I think if you go this route, I would say you have Adam Cole be the face just because people are more behind Cole. Now, if Kenny gets healthy and he can really like go all in and do the cleaner and be like the Kenny we thought he was going to be before AEW was a thing, then maybe. But I think if I were to pick one, I'd probably side more with Cole to uh, be the face in the scenario moving on to adam page he had national cowboy shit day the uh, dark order had a little celebration for him they were in virginia his home state so he was definitely a fan favorite uh hangman does you know little celebratory stuff you know talking about it shut down 
the you deserve a chant started a you earned it chant. So Dominic, hopefully the you deserve a chant is dead. Mm, no, but okay. I can wish. Okay. But anyways, this is awesome. Shut the fuck up. Dan- uh, Brian Danielson comes out and he is a number one contender for the title. Don't know yet what date it's going to be, but uh, Danielson, you know, just kind of talks his shit. People calling it a heel turn. It could be. He was definitely the agitator of the situation. Uh, thoughts on the segment itself, the way they're, you know, portraying Brian and, you know, the long term thing that they're going here. We'll talk about the match later. I just felt like it was very, uh, you know, 2019 Daniel Bryan, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, Mr. Eco friendly, not leather. You know, it's fake, you know, blah, 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 eco-friendly. I think that size is going to come out of him during this feud with Hangman and uh, love to see it. I think, uh, you know, Hangman being the cowboy and all that, he can really get under Daniel Bryan's, uh, sorry, Brian Danielson's skin. And, uh, you know, we'll have a good feud, good shit talking and beer drinking and uh, we'll love life. I went back and watched the Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match from Survivor Series, the one we went to. And that's when Brian just turned heel and he was like, you know, almost kind of like the same thing he is right now in this moment because he wasn't the eco-friendly guy yet. And he put a smile on my face. And I really enjoy kind of heel Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. And I know everyone loves him as the yes guy, but him and ROH just being an absolute dick and killing people. Can't wait for that, which I don't know if it's going to be, if he is going full-blown heel. But I do wonder going forward, because they were in Virginia, obviously they're going to side with Hangman a lot more. Let's say they have the match on January 5th, the first TBS show. Do you see Hangman being the favorite if they really kind of continue down a darker realm with Danielson? Or is it going to be more kind of 50-50, both these guys bullshit? Probably 50-50. I mean, unless they want to do a 10-second squash match like they did with Kofi and Brock and the first SmackDown of the year or whatever that thing was on Fox or whatever. So, yeah. But... Yeah, I think it's 50-50, though. It's more likely to happen. Then Danielson defeats Evil Uno, uh, you know, hard-hitting, kind of firmly establishing Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson being more heelish, more aggressive. He does the I got five. He said, I think he said in the promo, he's going to you know kick people's fucking heads in. So he's definitely leaning into more ROH American Dragon type stuff. And he calls out Cole Cabana because they will be in Chicago next week. And I think Within the next few weeks, they have a Dark Order member from each of the towns that they're going to be in. So it looks like Brian's going to just kick every hometown boy's heads off. So should be fun. Uh, Dominic, what do you think of this match? And the little, you know, very much similar to what they had beforehand, but the little promo afterwards with Tony Schiavone. I mean, that was a decent match. I mean, anything with Brian Danielson is, you know, not a classic, but I mean, he can put on a clinic and everybody loves to see it. Um, I love the fact that every you know, week it's going to be another Dark Order member. Um, Colt Cabana, Daniel Bryan, should, or da- Daniel Bryan, whatever. Fuck. God, I don't give a fuck about his name. Daniel Bryan. The American Dragon. American Dragon. He's a real American. Um, you know, I love the fact that he's doing this kind of, you know, think about it. It's kind of like a world tour. Just every, every week, a new opponent, a new victim. Can't wait. Then we get the tag team dream match we never thought we needed, but Orange Cassidy teams up with Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull, my th- short little thick boy, 
They take on the Butcher and the Blade. Cassidy and Ishii get the win. Unfortunately, the Butcher does suffer a torn tricep. He injures himself, unfortunately, so it looks like he will be gone for a little bit. But uh, the match was torn bicep. Sorry. So uh, RIP Butcher. Hopefully he gets well soon. But uh, thoughts on the makeshift tag team and firmly more establishing chaos and Orange Cassidy in New Japan. Yeah, I'm not very happy about it. Not 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 happy, but like not blown away by it. I mean, do I really want to see Orange Cassidy in New Japan? Hell fucking no. So they keep uh, sprinkling in old Kazuchika Okada's name because he is the leader of chaos. Do you think that's just them? saying the obvious or are we going to see Okada somewhere in the near future with uh, AEW? You're going to see Orange Cassidy versus Kushida or what's his, what was his name? Okada? No, the other one. Tomohiro Ishii? Wait, I thought you What said... are we talking about? Wait, Okada's leader of chaos? Yes. I thought it was the other guy. Are we talking about Hiroshi Tanahashi? Yes. I don't know New Japan. I'm sorry, but we're going to see Okada versus Orange Cassidy in the fucking Tokyo Dome. Winner becomes the new leader. Watch. There we go. Even though Okada's facing Will Ospreay, he's facing her Shingo Takagi and then probably Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. But that's neither here nor there. Then we get Nyla Rose defeating Hikaru Shida in the TBS title. So Nyla Rose ties Shida for the most wins in uh, AEW for a woman. So uh, good for her. It makes sense that Rose gets the win here because she is going to face the winner of Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander. So given the heel a win, continuing this you know ongoing feud with Rose and Shida. That will never end, I guess. because It's never going to end. Okay, let's move on. Match was all right. Then we get uh, MJF. He cuts a promo doing... You know, the old MJF shtick he normally does. He also had a promo earlier on in the show where he uh, very post, you know, it was a post-match. He Adrenaline still flowing out. I loved all of it. I thought it was very good. Uh, Punk comes out, doesn't say a word. And MJF just storms off. So we are going to need Punk and MJF for when, where, how long. I don't know, but I am ready for them to talk all this shit to each other. The only thing I'm worried about is I don't want it to turn into just a shit talk fest. I want to see a bunch of shoot comments. I just I want to fucking I want CM Punk to put to sleep MJF. I want MJF to just go to sleep, just like me. I'm closing my eyes and falling asleep. I am very excited to see the prospects of Punk and MJF. I'm also a little sad that we only got that Eddie Kingston Punk feud for like a week. It was it wet my appetite, and I was very excited to see what they can do. Love the match, and then we're just not going to get it, unfortunately. Uh, but un- maybe we'll go back to it one of these days. But we shall see. Maybe if and when Punk and Moxley ever uh, run it back, maybe they can do it. So again, I don't know. Uh, then in the main event, we get Sammy Guevara defeating Jay Lethal to retain the TNT title. Uh, Dominic thoughts on the match and Jay Lethal. Signing with AEW. I'm actually a huge Jay Lethal fan. I loved him in TNA. I kind of stopped watching him in Ring of Honor because I didn't watch Ring of Honor, but I'm happy that he's there. He can bring a lot of, um, he brings a lot of talent to that roster, in my opinion. Um, match was great. 
Sammy Guevara kind of proving that, like, look, he, 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 he's there. He's the real deal. Not, don't fuck with him. Yeah, I mean, Jay Lethal wouldn't be the first guy I would sign from ROH, but he's definitely talented. He's only 36, I believe, so he's still kind of like in his prime, even though he's been around for so long. So it's kind of crazy that he's that young. But uh, I, he's he's good. He's talented. I don't see him being like that super upper echelon type guy, but kind of at that TNT title level, have really good matches, you know, win some, lose majority of the major ones. So uh, interesting decision for them to, to get lethal. And uh, I think it's a good one going forward. Then uh, there is Survivor Series this weekend. So we will preview it. Get the one of the big four. So we got to show some love. Uh, They've not really done the stupid brand warfare t-shirt type thing, which I appreciate, but then it also is like, okay, they're just, they're just going to have a match and that's it. So uh, first off, we got the raw tag team championships or sorry, the tag team champions facing off against each other. The rock tag team champions, RK bro, take it on the SmackDown tag champs, the Usos. Um. I want to give it to the RK bros, but I think it's going to be an Uso penitentiary kind of day. Go with the Usos. I would go with the Usos as well. Um, I mean, Usos are kind of there to put over some people. They're kind of obviously the you know the entry level to get to Roman, the gatekeepers to get to Roman, but I think they get the win here maybe with some distraction bullshit. But uh, anyways. I'll be the- right back. Can you just talk for about 10 minutes? Okay, I'll talk for 10 minutes. I got you, buddy. Okay, thank you. All right. Hopefully you don't fall asleep. Then we get the women's Survivor Series tag team match. Team Raw includes Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zalina Vega. Going up against Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Shotzi, not Blackheart, uh, Shayna Baszler, Natalia, and Tony Storm, the newest addition to Team SmackDown. This is what you, I mean... I think this might be like the match they book last in terms of finish, because if they want to keep it even, if they want to have one team win, one team lose, this one can really go either way. Honestly, um, I probably would go with raw just because they have kind of the more quote unquote, bigger names. They probably want to protect Bel Air. Uh, they're doing something with Liv and Becky. So probably want to, you know, have Liv shine a little bit. Rhea, yeah, you know, tag team champion. She's kind of on the back burner thus far, but I think she's always going to be kind of protected in uh, some sort of way. So um, it's going to be kind of a clusterfuck, but it's a tag team match. It's what you'd expect. Dominic, are you back? Dominic is not back. So we're going to go on to the next match. We get the, uh, what you call mid-level title matches, the secondary title matches with the uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Intercontinental champion to take on the United States champion, Damian Priest. So this one also could go either way. Maybe they want to pull off a surprise and have Nakamura win just to kind of give him a jolt. But I mean, I'm going with Priest mainly because he's actually getting somewhat of a push and somewhat of attention on the, uh, on the shows. So, I agree. There we go. Okay. Back in time, Dominic, we get the uh, tag team women's match team raw team SmackDown. Any thoughts on this one? Your girl Shotzi's on Team SmackDown, so you're going to ride with them. And Tony Storm. Can't can't go wrong with Team SmackDown, even though it's always usually Team Raw. Everything Raw wins, so which is stupid because, you know, it it shows you that they're so fucking biased. But yeah, going SmackDown. 
Then the secondary champions, uh, Nakamura and Damien Priest. I think it's going to be Priest just because I feel like he, since coming to the main roster, he's just been kind of pushed no matter what. Even though I feel like Nakamura deserves it, I think they're still going to go with Priest. I said this on the other podcast because we don't talk about WWE. I felt really stupid when they pulled out the duality gimmick. And at that moment, I realized, oh, yeah, his name is Damien and Priest. Am I, am I the only one who just realized that, Dominic? Or have you realized that for a long time? I mean, it, it to me, it's obvious. But, you know, to some, it uh, it isn't. So mm-hmm. it's okay. So Dominic's way smarter than I am. Confirmed. Thank then you. we get the uh, men's tag team match. Seth Rollins, Finn Finn, Kevin Owens, Awesome Theory, Bobby Lashley taking on Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, Happy Corbin. And one was supposed to be TBA, and I saw it on the Twitter machine. I believe it is Seamus is the uh, the last person in the thing, but uh, do not quote me on that. Dominic is Raw. the Undertaker. Player? Any, uh, yeah, it's Raw. I mean, Raw's going to win that one for sure. For sure. Locking it down? Lock of the night. Okay, lock of the night. So I will go with SmackDown, not to be different, but um, I think that we're going to have some infighting with Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, uh, Austin Theory. It's Austin Theory. Lashley. I mean, he just came back. They probably don't need to protect him too, too much, but I do see them wanting to not exactly heat up Drew McIntyre, but kind of give him something to, you know, kind of put on the, on the little trophy case, have him be with the sole survivor, just have him win outright. But uh, I will go team SmackDown. So Drew Drew can have a uh, shiny moment on the show. Then the uh, women's title for title, whatever interbrand warfare. Uh, We get Charlotte Flair taking on Becky Lynch. Both women have kind of been in the media hyping up that they hate each other. Uh, it's probably it started off as a shoot, but obviously I think it's now a total work. Dominic, uh, thoughts on all the war of words back and forth and the match itself on Sunday? Well, I can tell you it's going to end in a draw because they're both going to they both don't want to lose, but one doesn't want to win, but the other doesn't want the other to win. So it's going to be a draw, and people are going to be pissed. And are we going to get a know. Brooklyn screw job? Switch telling me. Maybe, possibly, but who gets screwed? I don't know. Charlotte? Because Charlotte didn't want to do the job? I mean, let's be honest. It should be Charlotte. All she had to do was hand Becky the title, but no, she threw it like a bitch. A uh, real question, to be serious for a second, Charlotte Landstorm. Do you think we're going to get some stupid, contrived, like, shoot moment? That's obviously a work. Like they pretend like they don't like it, like something goes wrong and they like it breaks down. Oh, kind of like how Charlotte, Naya, and Naya, like they start like trying to literally like punch each other in the yeah, face. Yeah, they like really play it up that they don't like each other and it's like a real fight. Uh, probably. Or it's either it will happen. It's either going to be legitimate, like, oh shit, they're literally like fucking beating the fuck out of each other, or it's going to be like you said, contrived and you know, it's. Like, oh, my God, these girls hate each other. If the announcers make that comment, you could tell they really don't like each other. Then, you know, it's it's like super planned out. But, you know, if uh, if there's no comments and they're just kind of like, oh, fuck, like, oh, then, you know, maybe it's real. Maybe, maybe, maybe they it's still a work, but they do it that way to really throw us off the scent. 
How much longer? I'm about to fall asleep. Well, we got the... Well, I forgot to ask the gimmick, Dominic. What's the main event of Survivor Series? Roman. Roman. Yes, it is. So we got Roman Reigns. Take it on Big E. Uh, the two top men singles champions. Roman Reigns, Big E. Uh, what do you see in this one? Is it just clean cut? Roman gets the win. Maybe some chicanery? Or does Big E just fucking beat him clean like a sheet? Roman's going to win. Usos are going to interfere. I think Kobe or Xavier will interfere and it's going to be like big ending one, two kick out big ending one, two kick out spear, spear, spear one, two, three. Roman gets the dub. Yes, sir. And then Bork Lesnar, whatever Bork laser comes Bork out. Laser. Well, you listen to the podcast. I did the gimmick and Tyler just was completely dumbfounded because obviously he doesn't listen to the podcast. What a dick. Man, he did. First, he doesn't wish me a happy birthday, and then he just doesn't no-sell Bork Laser. What a dick. So you said Bork Laser might show up. Could be a possibility. I think he's going to well, he's gonna show up at the LA show at the Crypto.com Arena. Uh, but real question, Roman was on Jimmy Fallon. He brought up The Rock's name, which obviously I would assume that was you know fed to him to push. Do we see Dwayne in Brooklyn on Sunday? No. Okay, twenty-five year anniversary of his debut. I mean, I'd love it, but it ain't gonna happen. Just show up at the end of the night, a little stare down. Doesn't mean they got a face off of WrestleMania. Could be in LA because we're definitely gonna go to that one, right? It's not if this podcast takes any longer. I'll be dead. Well, we are done with this here podcast. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Shout out to Dominic. Happy birthday, year twenty-seven, still alive. For now, but if you would like to participate in the said podcast, email us curveball and cs at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on the Twitter or the Instagram or anywhere else, curveballs and cs, everything is in the description. So, hopefully, you guys enjoy week 11 of the NFL, enjoy Survivor Series, enjoy whatever the hell you enjoy. Have a lovely weekend. Don't get vaccinated, it hurts. And go get vaccinated and get your booster shot and do everything that you can to help out this community and this stupid fucking pandemic. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, for Dominic, for the studio audience, for the mascot, for the big dog and little dog and medium dog. I don't have a big dog anymore, asshole. Well, maybe Max. I mean, shout out Max. Max is the big dog now. Okay, dude. Maybe, maybe I was talking about your dad. Don't... Okay, we don't know what's going on next week because of Thanksgiving, but we'll figure it out. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bye.